1: Welcome to USA football's coach and coordinator podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. Hey coaches, before we get going today, I just wanted to thank you for all you've been doing to support this podcast. And we have an incredible lineup coming up here. We have just about every major college conference represented. We have a ton of FBS coaches, Division II coaches, Division III coaches, some great high school football coaches coming on the podcast to share with you and help you grow professionally during this time. I really appreciate all of you asking your questions on Twitter. Please follow me at Coach K Grabowski for our daily updates on our guests and your opportunity to ask questions. We will read them on the show and attribute those to you. So please contribute to the show as much as you can. Our football development model, which is something we've rolled out here at USA football. And this is really for you to be able to help your youth football programs develop. It's about a long-term athlete development plan. something that comes off of the American development model, which is something that the USOC has put together. The idea is that we're able to teach skills in a progression starting at the youngest ages. We're also looking at the different game types we have, whether that's flag, which is non-contact, limited contact games like padded flag or tackle bar and full contact and the right progressions for contact teaching there as well. Be sure to check out all we do at footballdevelopment.com and check out what we're doing with the FDM, the football development model at usafootball.com FDM. On today's podcast, we share the secret sauce behind special teams how you get that buy-in from your players, what it can do for their future as football players, and what it can do to the success for your team. And joining us to talk about that is the special teams coordinator at Missouri, Coach Eric Link. Eric, great to have you back here on the podcast.
0: Hey, Keith. Thanks for having me. It's it's great to be here, and always a pleasure to to get on and, and, and share and talk and certainly appreciate the opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Well, Coach, the last time we talked, you were at Appalachian State and you guys did an outstanding job there. You headed up one of the the best teams as far as statistically, the special teams across the board in the NCAA during your time there. And now you bring that to the SEC and certainly new challenges there, but you have to be excited about this opportunity.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, I was fortunate to you know, working in the SEC at, a, at another institution previously in my career, and you know w- w- was in the league for four years, and, and certainly excited about the opportunity to get back. You know, I believe it's it's the best conference in football, and you know there's tremendous players, tremendous coaches, the pageantry and the fan bases associated with this conference are, are second to none, and so it's certainly exciting to. To be back, and you know, we're, we're excited to be specifically at the University of Missouri and feel like we have a great opportunity to build something special.
1: And for you, it is about building that unit. You've been been able to do a great job over your career in helping build a culture within the special teams unit that's gonna help fuel the success of your team. So talk to us a little bit you know, philosophy-wise that the things that you're going to hang your hat on and preach to your team about, you know, the importance of those units?
0: Yeah, Keith, well, I think first of all, you know, it starts at the top and, and it starts with a great vision and, and the importance placed on special teams overall. And that obviously is tremendous working with Eli Drinkwitz, our head football coach, and just working with him at, in previous stops, but, but specifically last year at App State, and now at Mizzou. He makes it very clear to our staff and to our players that we're going to do everything we can to make special teams truly special and he's going to place an emphasis on it. Obviously, hiring me as a special teams coordinator that is my primary responsibility. I don't have a uh, another position that I coach or work with. So that right there says, you know, says a lot about, you know, the importance that he places on on it. So it starts at the top first and foremost. And he does a great job as a head coach of of setting the direction uh, for special teams. But when we talk about making special teams special, specifically, you know, kind of our secret sauce, if you will, is a concept that we've come up with called E3. We talk about energy, we talk about effort, and we talk about execution. And I think, you know, going into those specifically and how they tie into our core values within our program I think are important. And I think that's one thing, you know, that from a special team standpoint, that's important to do is try to intertwine and, and connect your philosophy, you know, within the kicking game and within those special teams units, specifically with, you know, the core values of your program. Because I think if you can do that, you're creating buy-in from everybody within the, within the organization and within the team. So we we talk about E3, we talk about energy, effort, execution. When we specifically talk about energy, we're talking about trying to be the most excited team on the field. So anytime we take the field, we want to make sure that we're bringing energy to the stadium. We're bringing energy to the field. And that specifically goes hand-in-hand with one of our core values of always compete. You know, no matter what the situation is, if we're down, if we're up, you know, if if we just had a disappointing play or, or we just had a big play, we want to make sure that we're bringing great energy with what we're doing. And I think that goes hand in hand. I mean, you see it all the time throughout the course of football is the the spe- specifically the energy that a special teams play can bring to a stadium or bring to a team or bring to a sideline. And, and so those are the things that we talk about with energy. The The next one is effort. And, you know, when we specifically talk about effort, we're trying to make sure that on every special team's play, we're seeing fanatical effort on video. And when we talk about this is one of the things that, that you control, it's between you and you. It's not something that I'm in charge of as, as a coach. We don't want to coach effort. We want to see it on film, and we want to see it on display, specifically within our kicking game. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with a couple of our core values of of always, you know, doing more than what is expected and and enjoying the journey. I mean, we want guys to have fun. And, and when there's great energy present, when you see guys giving great effort around you and your teammates and you not, you don't want to let anybody down, you're going to have fun. You're going to enjoy the journey together. And then the last E we talk about, obviously, is execution. With anything that we're doing, we're trying to execute at a high level. And we specifically talk about a sniper mentality, within our execution you know we're obviously in the kicking game we're different from offense and defense we get you know one opportunity or one one play to do our job we don't get a series of plays so when we talk about a sniper mentality we want to have great detailed focus with everything that we're doing whether we're sitting in a 10-minute meeting right before we go out to practice or we're in in the middle of a drill or obviously we're in a critical situation, you know, uh, in, in the middle of a ball game. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with the core values that we have of building trust and respect with our teammates and our coaches. So, you know, when we specifically talk about E3, we're talking about those three things. And, you know, that, that specifically with that execution, I just, I just share one thing, you know, from last year, from when we were at Appalachian State, you know, having that detailed focus and that sniper mentality, and you never know when it's going to pop up. You know, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we, we sent our hands team on the field five times throughout the 2019 season, five times. And, and all five times we, we executed and, and recovered the ball. One time, actually, returned one for a touchdown in one game, you know, early in the year. And so, you know, it's just a great example to, to our kids to be able to show those guys, you know, hey, it, it, it's it's not just, you know, obviously it's it's the – it's the big four. It's the punt, the kickoff, the kickoff return, the punt return. It's the, you know, field goal, field goal block, but it's also those special situations that that we got to have that sniper mentality. And we got to be able to execute uh, at a high level when called upon. So those are the things we specifically talk about, you know, when trying to make our our special team special.
1: The hands team, right? The value of that in Really, it got framed out pretty well for me, and I, I was able to uh, have the brother of Stan Parrish, you know, Michigan coach, was a head coach at Ball State, been around college football, NFL, et cetera. But Stan's brother, Dave, coached special teams for me. And anytime we would practice the hands team, and anytime we would send them out in the game, the last thing he would say to them was, Go win the game, right? And you think about that unit when they are going out on the field. That's exactly what they're going to do. They get the ball back in, I mean, in most of those situations. You might get one early in the game, et cetera. But you get the ball back, and usually the game's over. You're taking a knee. When they go out and execute things the right way, they're winning the game for you.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's tried and true. It's, you know, everything matters. Every little detail matters. And and I think that especially applies to the kicking game and special teams, not only with when it comes to executing a big play but also you know with how you practice how you meet how you outline plan what what you're doing you know it's it's all those little details are so so critically important with everything that with everything that you do because you know your time is limited your meeting time you know your players the reality is is you know if i have a 10 minute meeting or a 15 minute meeting and I have a number of things that I have to get covered and I have to go through. It's so critically important that that is extremely organized and detailed with, with everything that we're doing.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, a big part of this is really selling these guys on the success of the team, but there's also, especially at your level, the the individual success aspect of this too, that affects their future affects some of their hopes and dreams. If you could talk, I guess, in both regards, you know, the team, and and then we could get into how it impacts the individual.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point, Keith. And, and, you know, when we talk about measuring success on special teams, we specifically look at two things. And this probably isn't cutting edge to a lot of people, but I think we're very intentional and very specific with how we do it. The first being field position, right? I, I think there's a number of people out there that they equate Special teams to field position, and, and that's something that's analyzed and critiqued a lot. When we specifically look at field position, how it impacts our team, we're specifically looking at uh, two areas: one, average start point, right? The average drive start for our offense. So, if we're, you know, talking about our return units, where are we giving the ball to our offense? You know, in, in critical situations, and then obviously, you know, from a coverage standpoint, where are we putting our defense? on the field or where are we giving the ball to our opponent's offense in those specific situations and then we're talking about hidden yardage and this is something that i think is is so critical because you know for years and years people and people still do it today they they always talk about well special teams is important because it's a third of the game well it's it, it's not it's not a third of the plays you know when you really evaluate the kicking game it's not a third of the total plays that happen throughout the course of the season but it is, it's, it's over a third. Uh, I believe it's somewhere between 35 and 35% of yards that take place during the course of, of each game. And so when we look at hidden yardage, we have a specific formula that we use to analyze that and look at that. And really what we're talking about is, you know, in the kickoff or kick or turn game, you know, we use the 25-yard line obviously as the barometer. That's the zero point. Because obviously at touchback, they get the ball on the 25-yard line. So as from a kickoff return standpoint, if we can get the ball beyond the 25-yard line, that's a plus for us. If we get tackled or we you know, give the ball behind the 25-yard line to our offense, then that's a minus for us. And vice versa in the kickoff game. If we're the kickoff team, you know, if we can get a tackle or, or bring our opponent down inside the 25, those are plus yardage for us if they get the ball past the 25 it's 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 minus for us as a kickoff team and so we're specifically looking at that and then with the punt and punt return game we're specifically identifying and using a 37 yard net punt as the barometer or as the zero point for that so as a punt team anything beyond a 37 yard net punt is a plus for us anything behind that or below that, excuse me, would be a minus for us. And then obviously a 37 would be a zero or even. And, and then the same thing with a, from a punt return standpoint. You know, anything that is, if the opponent's punt team gets, you know, 37 yards or greater, it's a plus for them, it's a minus for us. Anything that, you know, we can get a return. If they kick a ball 47 yards and, and we get a 12-yard return, well, then that would be plus two yards for us. So we're very intentional, very specific when it comes to the hidden yardage and how we measure that, and, and that really, Keith, is tried and true. You know, throughout time, if you if you really look at that statistic, I think that's there's a direct correlation with winning and losing. And we sell our kids on that, and we talk about that each week. You know, here's the here's the average drive start point, here's the total hidden yardage for the game, and that can be huge. And then the second component of how we measure success. So the first is field position. The second one is what we call momentum plays. And and obviously these, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, in terms of how the kicking game can impact games from a momentum standpoint. So, you know, your typical, anytime you block a kick, anytime you score a touchdown, create a turnover, you know, any field goal of 40 plus yards or more, a clutch field goal at the end of the half or end of the game, you know, downing a punt inside the 10, recovering an onside kick for a hands team or a surprise onside kick with your kickoff return team and then vice versa, obviously recovering an onside with your, with your onside team or recovering a surprise onside with your kickoff team. You know, any punt return of 20 yards or more, any kickoff return that goes beyond the 40-yard line. You know, and that and that's that doesn't necessarily mean a 40-plus yard return, but anytime we can give the ball beyond the 40-yard line, maybe it's a pooch kickoff that's really only a 20-yard return, but we're we're giving the offense the ball at the at the minus 45. That's a that's a huge deal in terms of you know impacting games and creating momentum for your team. So th- those are specific areas that we measure success with our football team and illustrate to our players, this is how this directly impacts winning and losing and and why it's all. So we try not to inundate them, you know, with with statistics and analytics and all that, but we do try to illustrate the importance that hidden yardage has that plays in a game and and specifically momentum plays. You know, I did a, a study in the Southeastern Conference of over a five year period with specifically relating to momentum plays and how they impact wins and losses. And it's a winning percentage of if you win the momentum play battle, you're winning 87%. The teams that did that in the kicking game, they won 87% of those, of those games. So that's, that's how we do it from a, a team standpoint, you know, specifically with individuals, you know, especially at this level, but really at any level, you know, we constantly talk to our guys about, building their resume, building their individual resume. You know, obviously the majority of guys that that we coach have dreams and ambitions to try to play at the next level. So we're constantly trying to illustrate, and I guess you could say illustrate slash motivate our players to understand the importance of building that resume and understanding exactly how important that is to NFL franchises. You know, I, I just saw something the other day by the New England Patriot, this came from their draft personnel, you know, reminders or, or packets, if you will, that they sent out to their guys or to their personnel department. And it specifically says we will win or lose four games this year as a result of the kicking game. You must ask yourself on each player, how does he play in the kicking game? We must know this. So that's just something that, that you know come, comes from one of the greatest franchises in all of NFL history and the importance that they place on the kicking game. And illustrating that and communicating that to our players, it opens their eyes. You know, we talk about and try to give examples of guys that are currently in the NFL and, you know, how they build and start their their careers. I mean, you look at a guy like Julian Edelman who – you know, after, two years ago, after the the Patriots won the Super Bowl, he had a great quote in the in the post game. You know, it specifically, says special teams is what allowed me an opportunity to even play in this league. So here's a guy that just won the Super Bowl MVP, and he's talking about special teams. So you, you know, we're just trying to capture as many of those moments and those points in time where to illustrate to our guys and motivate our guys that hey, look. The majority of everybody sitting in this room is going to have to have a resume that includes special teams and includes more than just you as a position player, as a linebacker or a receiver or, you know, safety or or whatever uh, the case may be. And, you know, when you specifically look at a guy like Julian Edelman, you know, his first four years in the league, he averaged 16 catches a season. So he he was playing on special teams. He was playing in the kicking game. So those are just some examples, Keith, of kind of how we they'll try to illustrate that, communicate that to our team and importance, uh, how it directly correlates with winning and losing, but then also, you know, motivating our, our, our players as
1: well. Yeah, I think that that personal motivation helps as well. I'm wondering, you know, from from the perspective of recruiting, right? I mean, we have a lot of high school coaches listening and and it's probably one of those things, right? The first, first round draft picks aren't going to end up on a lot of special teams in in the NFL. But, you know, those guys, as they start getting down the line, that's where they're going to have to break into things, break into a team, make their spot on a team by having that value. But there's a lot of kids who are not five-star recruits. And so as you get into you know those areas, when you're looking at a kid, how how much of that comes to you, you know, coaches come to you and say, hey, here's this receiver or here's this safety or here's this linebacker, you know, what do you think of, of the things he's doing on special teams? How much do you guys start to calculate that into recruiting?
0: Absolutely. I mean, when we talk about, you know, recruiting, we talk about a fit, right? Like a lot of schools do. And, and for us, that's, a, that's an acronym. That's something specific. We wanted to be focused you know, we want them to have intangibles, all the intangibles associated with, you know, being successful on and off the field. And then we want them, obviously, to have to be talented. And then we want them to be tough. And, you know, so it's a great example, Keith, of, you know, really what it comes down to is, is, is separating guys, right? So you might have player A and player B, and they might both be receivers, all right? And we really like both as receivers, or we really like – you know their specific skill set. They meet the criteria. They they meet the you know the physical attributes. You know they've checked the boxes um, in terms of having a focus about their life, and and they have a lot of the intangibles and they're talented, obviously. But when specifically looking at toughness, when specifically looking at you know do they love the game? I mean that is clearly something you can see when you see a receiver running down there covering a kick and making plays on film and this guy loves football or you know obviously a lot of skilled players especially at the high school level are typically if if we're evaluating them or looking at them they're probably one of the better players on their team if not the best player on their team so you know how are they in the return game are, are they a, a willing punt returner a willing kick returner are they are they willing to to be one of those frontline blockers on kickoff return and a lot of that Keith you can see right in their offensive and defensive film but having again expanding that resume as a recruit and having that film you know from a special team standpoint that that's going to tell us a lot uh, about how tough they really are how much do they really love ball and are they willing to you know do those things to help their football team and and that's something that we certainly
1: put an emphasis on. Coach, for our special teams coordinators out there who are listening, you know, high school level, even small college, those guys who don't have the the luxury of being like you, that that's the only hat they wear. They coach other positions. What tips can you offer them as far as how to approach being the special teams coordinator and doing some other things to be able to to do all those things you're doing to help their team have success and essentially have that special sauce for special teams?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, first and foremost is, I think, you know, be yourself, be who you are, be true to who you are. I mean, I, I think, you know, we, you hear that a lot when it comes to leadership and coaching, but, you know, don't, you, you don't need to, just because somebody else does something or, or tries something doesn't mean that you have to do it, number one. But number two, you know, be authentic with your kids, you know, with your coaches. You know, I think that's, that's tremendously important, you know, when, trying to create that edge with the kicking game, especially when you have other responsibilities, you know, and and I haven't always had the luxury of being a special teams coordinator. I've had to do it while, while coaching a, you know, a p- offensive position as well. So I get it. I, and there's other demands on, on your time. And, but I think number one, you know, being true to yourself and, and who you are, your personality is going to come out with your kids. And I think that's so critically important, especially in the kicking game because it is a different dynamic in, in when you're trying to get creative and motivate your guys and, and, and find different ways to reach your kids. It's no different, you know, than a teacher, you know, who's teaching math or science or, or whatever. You know, you've got to find ways to to reach your, your students and how they learn, and and so it's no different for us. So, you know, being true to yourself, being who you are, I think you've got to be tremendously organized and detailed with your plan, you know, and, and a lot of times I think Keith – that comes down to, you know, not trying to do too much, you know, Hey, have a plan for who you're going to be, what you're going to hang your hat on. And then, you know, okay, what are the, what are the essential areas that, that in order for us to accomplish, you know, X, Y, Z, we've got to be good at these fundamentals. We've got to be good at these techniques. And I think if you can identify those, those things and then be extremely organized in detail with your teaching and, and how you're going about practicing those, those situations, those techniques, those, those fundamentals is, is really critical to not only managing your time with the other things that you have to do, but also, you know, getting the most out of your time. Right, getting the most bang for your buck, so to speak. And you know, I was a high school coach and coached special teams and was also the offensive coordinator. And so I mean, I've been there. I've I've worn all those hats and and it's I think it it comes back to that. I mean, you simply you don't have the time maybe that a standalone special teams coordinator in, in major college football does. That's fine. You don't have I mean, there's ways that you can still be really solid, really sound within the kicking game and and but you, maybe you just don't do as much or maybe you're not trying to out scheme people, but 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 your kids play with great pride. They play with great toughness. They play with great fundamentals. You know, it's still what the game comes down to. And I think it's important to not lose sight of that.
1: Coach, those are some great tips there. And as always, a great job here. Just explaining the importance of this and a lot of great info here for our coaches out there in, who might be in your recruiting area. What areas do, are you recruiting around the country?
0: Yeah, so I have a section in Missouri. Every, one of, every uh, coach on our staff has a section in, in the state of Missouri. And then my primary areas are Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and then a section of Chicago. So I'm in the Midwest, and, and we're recruiting the Midwest and, and trying to get guys that want to play in the Southeastern Conference. So that's where we're at.
1: And for our listeners as well, your Twitter handle?
0: Yeah, it's at Coach. Eric, E-R-I with a K, Link, L-I-N-K. So, at Coach Eric Link.
1: Coach, I really appreciate you taking this time again, and I know everybody's itching to get back to things. So, best of luck to you and the Tigers as you get back into the flow of 2020.
0: Thanks so much, Keith. I really appreciate it, and, and you know we're going to get through this, and we're going to get through it together and stay positive and control what you can control, and, and I wish everybody the best
1: coaches again want to remind you of what we're doing with the football development model please push this down to your youth coaches i think this is a great way for you to get some organization and structure beyond what you've already done check it out all of our our program development for youth football at fdm.usafootball.com again check out our systems for blocking tackling and defeating blocks at footballdevelopment.com if you register with your email you get your choice of three free videos there's some great things in there I think things that as you get going again can get into the summer and maybe make up on some things that you might have lost if you had a spring ball if you had time here in the spring to work on football some great drills for all those phases of contact if you're enjoying the podcast Please have it over to iTunes or your platform and give us a five star rate. If you have a minute, write a review. We really appreciate it, and we will read your review on our highlight show that we do at the end of the week.